This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Things. And I've gotten the question the following. There's a very relevant question that in our days, and maybe it will be in future days as well, but this question applies to certain people. Now, you could debate on the facts, but I'm going to give a hypothetical scenario. Somebody wants to go to Bet Knesset on Shabbat. He wakes up in the morning and he sees that he has symptoms. Now he knows he sits right next to somebody who's immunocompromised. And if that person is going to get COVID, it's a, it could be very dangerous for them. So before he goes to Bet Knesset, he wants to take a rapid test, an antigen test. He has them at home. And he wants to take a rapid COVID test on Shabbat in order to go to Bet Knesset. So here he tells himself, is there really a prohibition? And if there is, maybe maybe this prohibition, if it's rabbinic, maybe it could still be doche in order to go Shabbat. First of all, if it's deoraita, korbanot has a pasuk that you're able to go, but obviously you can't violate in isur deoraita to go to a minyan. But if it's derabanan, then you would be able to violate. Or maybe there's no isur at all, and for sure I can do it. So the question is, is one allowed to take a rapid test on Shabbat in order to go to Bet Knesset to hear Kriyat Torah? That's the question. So in order to understand this, let us, let us uh, explain what's the possible um, prohibitions in taking a rapid test on Shabbat. And let's explain how a rapid test works. A rapid test, for those who don't know, is a... Um, is is uh, a little bit similar to a pregnancy test, or or um, there are other tests for other um, sicknesses that one is going to take uh, a cotton swab, and he's going to gather whatever um, liquids he can get from one's nose with a long cotton swab, like a Q-tip, and he takes it out, and then he sticks it into a little bit of, in a tube that has liquid in it. He mixes up the tube that has liquid in it. And on the way out, he's going to press the cotton swab as much as he can to extract whatever liquid which is in this cotton swab inside the liquid. So the liquid right now will have some of his liquid that was in his nose. You transfer it onto the liquid through through pressing a little bit through the Q-tip and just mixing it in. Then the person is going to take that, that, that liquid and he's going to put a drop inside a certain, um, a certain uh, a plastic, um, I would call it a, a plastic stripe strip that has a place to put a few drops in it. And those drops are going to absorb inside this material and it's going to create two red lines. If it creates one line, that's normal. But if he creates the second line, that means that a person is positive for COVID. Because what happens is, is that the coronavirus, um, uh, uh, the coronavirus will, will be stopped by that second line and it will create a concentration. The antigens will stop that corona and it will create a line. So if it creates the line, uh, you, a person knows he is positive. 
So what could be the possibility of a prohibition on Shabbat? So here, I wanted to present to you a certain, um, a, a few possibilities of, pro, uh, uh, of prohibitions on Shabbat, and we'll see if each one is applicable. The first one is that one of the melachot Shabbat is sochet. You're not allowed to squeeze on Shabbat, and sochet is a tolda de dash. The fourth melacha and the fifth melacha in the Mishkan was that after they they um, they separated all the grain, they had to break the shell from the grain. And separating the 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 shell from the grain is indeed a melacha of of um, of of da, of mifarek tolda didash. So anytime you separate one thing from the other is is prohibited. And therefore, if you squeeze juice out of a fruit, like a, like a, a grape or an olive, which their juice is considered juice in the Torah, that's, that's an Isur Mina Torah Sochet. And similarly, if one takes a, um, a, um, a sponge and he squeezes the sponge and the water comes out, it's Chayam Mishum Sochet, which would mean that on Shabbat one is not allowed to take cotton and, and dip it into water and squeeze it and if he's going to use that water, that's going to be a melechad de oraita. Otherwise, it could be for sure a melechad de rabbanan. I'm not getting into those details, but over here, it's clear that one is, one is taking the, the Q-tip and he's putting it in the water and then he's squeezing out the, 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 the liquid he wants that he's pressing because that's how you have to do this test in order to be effective. So in essence, what he's doing is that he is, um, he is being suchet and schita is a toldat de dash. Schita is forbidden on Shabbat. So the first prohibition, lecha'ora, uh, would be uh, would be sochet. Now, um, you know, there's all types of questions that you're going to ask me. Why is it that uh, why is it that when a person has water in his uh, in his socks, he's allowed to step on the floor? Actually, there's a story that the stipler gaon once stepped in a puddle on Yom Kippur, and he and and he was wet, so he kept his foot up the whole Yom Kippur. For it to dry, he refused to, to put his foot down until everything dried. It's a whole story. So over there, obviously, you don't care so much about the, the liquid. It might be a little bit different. But over here, you need the liquid. So it would be a problem. So that's one question. That's one serious prohibition of, of uh, schita. The other would be tsovea. Well, like we mentioned, one of the prohibition of schita on Shabbat is uh, is because you are being tsovea, you are coloring a certain area. So over here too, you are coloring one strip for sure, and you want that strip to be colored because it's part of the process. And the second, you are also coloring a second strip if a person is going to be positive. He doesn't know if he's going to be positive or not, but there's a suffix, a possible suffix de oraita. So here it's a little bit more complicated if a person is chayav mishum tsovea. The Khatam Sofer asks in Masechet Ketubot, Davhea Mudbet, that the, where, where the Gemara has a, a discussion whether a person is allowed to be bo'ila bitula on Shabbat, a person is allowed to uh, have relations with a virgin, and what's going to happen is that the blood is going to come out and it's going to stain the sheet, and he's going to be able to see if she's a bitula or not. But the Gemara doesn't say it's forbidden because of Tsovea on Shabbat. Asks the Khatam Sofer, why doesn't the Gemara say that it's a prohibition of Tsovea? He wants to see if the blood is forbidden or not. Says the Khatam Sofer, Mika Niren Chidushim Tafea Amud Bet of Masachet Kedubot. From here we see that Sevia is only applicable 
when he needs that thing that is being that is being painted, like the beta shechita. He needs that thing over here. All he needs to see is if there's a bitu, if she's a bitula or not. He doesn't care if the the sheet is going to be red now. He cares for a siman ladavar, which is very similar to us. We don't care really for the for the for that this device to be painted. We just have to know a piece of information. So based on this, there wouldn't be any isur mishum tsovea. And to, to understand it a little uh, a little bit deeper, that would also be a uh, there would also there would also there would also you know to understand the fundamental difference between sovea and kotev. Uh, what's the difference between sovea and writing? So the, the, there's a famous Kehilot Yaakov written by the stapler actually in Masechet Shabbat Siman Mem that says that Melechet Sovea is you are changing that product. Kotev is that you are giving over a message through a, through through writing, but Sovea you are you are changing the actual the actual thing itself. And over here you're not changing the thing itself. So based on this Chatam Sofer, you would think that it's allowed. So I saw in a shiur given by. Uh, the Mechabres Farim Orchot Shabbat, Rav Gelber and, and Rav Rubin, that they asked on this Chatam Sofer from the Gemara in Masechet Bechorot, Davsamech Amud Aleph, that's right, that writes that a person is not allowed to take off Ma'aser Behema on Shabbat, on Yom Tov, I'm sorry. Mishum Sikrata. What a Sikrata means is that in order to be, uh, to, to do a, a, uh, a process of separating the animals, so, the tenth animal, when is going to take um, dye, red dye, and he's going to paint the the tenth animal. Now, the Gemara says that's a problem. Actually, it's a Tosfot Masachet Chagiga Davchet Amud Aleph, which is coming up in Daf Yomi. That that it's a problem of Tsovea on Yom Tov. Now, according to the Chatam Sofer, why is it a problem of Tsovea on Yom Tov? Hare, all you're doing is you want it as a siman. You don't care that the animal is red or not. All you care about is that for for a siman to see whether whether it's red or not. And so similarly, there's a in in Hilchot Shabbat siman Shin Chavchet Sif Memchet writes putting a a cloth on a on a wound that a person has. So there too, there's a problem of tzovia, even though you don't care about the tzvia at all. So all of these all of these things seem to indicate. Is that it would be a uh, it, it, it would not it would be a problem of tzovea even if it's not specifically making that item better, but you need for this purpose something to be colored that would be a problem. Chatam Sofer himself in later editions seems to say that the problem of that the reason why Bo'el Betulon Shabbat is not a problem of tzvia is because it's called derech lichluch. It's not a it's, it's called a it's called a way of of getting it dirty, which there's heterim of derech lichluch wouldn't be called tzovea, but. It's still not going to be an Isur Deoraita because you need the thing itself. Over here, uh, you know, the Tzviya, you needed the actual thing to become more beautiful. But, uh, but over here, Tzviya wouldn't be a, um, a, a, a Deoraita in any ways because as we mentioned, uh, because as we mentioned, the Tzviya is made, um, um, not, not, that you use the thing itself, so it's called not called a melachat shuichalagufa, but still machloket Rambam and others. And uh, even though it's a derabanan, it's still a strong derabanan. That it's not so pashut that it's asur. Another, but another p- 
point to put up, point out. It could be it's not asumishum sovea, but it would be a problem of uh, of kotev because you are. It's like it's like a, a drawing. If somebody makes a drawing on Shabbat, it conveys a message. So this is like a drawing that he's con- conveying a message. So that the Orchot Shabbat says might also be a problem of of kotev. Okay, so we have sochet sovea kotev. A fourth prohibition it could be suggests the Orchot Shabbat is that it could be borer. Borer, where do you see borer? When the antigens stop the coronavirus from passing through and they create this, this, uh, this line, so that could be a prohibition of writing on, uh, I'm sorry, of borer, you're separating on Shabbat, which is also an isur de oraita, of borer. Now, you're going to tell me that it's not nikar la'ayin, it's not noticeable. And uh, we've spoken about in the past about water filters that you can't see the bacteria, that it goes through the filters, so that's not called the borer de oraita. And indeed, Rav Nisim Karel, it says that that's why there's no borer on these filters if you can't see the, the, the dirt that goes through the filter, uh, like the Brita filters or whatever. Never, and there are those who argue, over here it's a little bit better, because even though over here you don't see anything at the beginning, but, but something gets created from that psolet, so it gets chashivut, so it gets importance to it. To it. So the Orchot Shabbat wants to suggest that there's an achshave, that there's an importance of it being done over here. So that would be that would be uh, uh, that would be um, that would be also an interesting point to done, whether it's sovea or it's uh, or, or it's kotev. Now the only question is once again, is there an isur deoraita or derabanan? And that's especially relevant to our question whether you, if it's deoraita, there is no compromise. You can't be over isur deoraita to go to bed knesset. So why would it? Why would be a question whether it's isur deoraita or not? The 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 big question the big question at hand over here is is it called a, a, a grama or not? Is it called a direct? Uh, uh, action, or is it not called a direct action? So, if you're going to call it, it's a, an indirect action. Bimakom mitzvah, in order to go to Bet Knesset, or because if a person is afraid that he might be sick and he wa- wants to take some medications for it, not pikuach nefesh, he thinks it'll be okay. So, if it's a grama, it would be okay. So, first of all, if there's no grama over here. Right now you're being sochet. So I don't know where you would have a grama in that area. But but grama on the other, on bored, on sovea, on kotev, for sure it's not happening right away. It takes like at least, uh, it, it takes at least um, 15 seconds. The question is, it's not so simple to consider something a grama. A grama is something that happens as a second stage, not right away. Over here, the process is starting right away. As soon as you put it in, it starts working right away. It's going to take a little bit of time till you see the results, but the, the, the action is at play. So since the action is at play, it's considered that, let's say, uh, you're, you're, you tell a dog to go, uh, to go trap somebody on Shabbat. So when says, Shisa Kelev B'Shabbat Chayav. So, Shisa Kelev Chayav. So, because Derech Hatzayadim, so even though right away the the, the, the the dog is not catching things right away, but you started the process, that's your melacha, or zorea, when you plant something in the ground, or things that you start right away, then uh, then then it would be considered a melacha. And it's also not called a melacha b'shinui, because this is the derech of you to do it. 
So it would seem to be that there are chashashot of Isur de Oraita, of Schita, and also, and also of Borer, and at least there are banan of Tsovea. And, uh, and Kotev, we have to see, because it's not Ketiva Shed Kayama, it's not going to last forever, you're going to throw it out, so that might not be Isur de Oraita or not. So the question is, are you allowed to tell a non-Jew to do this Bidika for you? If you don't really have a, 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 a tzorich. So you're going to have to get into a whole discussion whether you're allowed to ask a non-Jew to violate something that has any surde oraita. If you're going to consider surde oraita, if you consider everything in surde rabbanan, especially a grama, that would be okay. But if you're going to consider it surde oraita, it would be a problem. So schita for sure will be the oraita. If you could somehow get away from schita, the rest you could done, maybe it's the rabbanan, it would be allowed al goy. But for you to do it yourself, to be able to go to Bet Knesset to violate an Isur de Rabbanan, especially Melech HaShein which is a very serious de Rabbanan, I don't think would be allowed. And uh, unless a person thinks that he's a Makom Pikuach Nefesh, he needs this uh, this result in order for him to know whether he should start treatment or not, then there, and I'm not getting into the, if that's called Pikuach Nefesh or not, different discussion, then it would be uh, it would be forbidden on Shabbat to take an antigen test because of the prohibitions that we mentioned. And even asking a goy to take a test for you is also a serious question. And, a, and, and, um, and it would be allowed when you don't have uh, the schita questions, uh, the other things you could done, that is the Rabbanan. But because of the schita question, you really have to know whether there's a, a, a deoraita over here or not. Chazaku Baruch. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.